How are you guys doing? Welcome over here. This episode is sponsored by Hillsdale College. Now we'll say we're going to, I was originally going to be super excited to start this thing off by telling you guys this morning, the, well, I guess late last night, the Ukrainians had pushed through and they took a chunk on the opposite side of the Hearsan River. I was like, yes, they did really well. Good job, uh, Ukrainians. But come to find out, the Russians have now pushed them back across the river, and we're back to square one as we were inside of the Kherson. Yeah, and the, I mean, the place area. that they hit made sense to hit. There wasn't exactly a lot of Russian defenses in that town, and they, they did push through it, but they got kicked right the hell back out. Right back out. I would just, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it was more of a uh, uh, maybe maybe a probing operation, I guess. And it's not like they're going to be able to go across that river with a lot of men in the first place and really, like, I don't know. It's not D-Day. They're not storming a beach with tremendous amount of firepower and taking. No. It's that's not that really not the, the case there. I don't know. I think it could have been more of a, a probing attack to actually see what they could do in the future. Maybe. Could have I been. mean, I don't really know. I do know there was a Utah man that was accused of threatening President Joe Biden, um, like multiple times. I guess there's a video, which I guess we could put it on screen, but it's. I don't know. It's like him holding. It's it's like a guy you would assume or it's suspected. To, I mean, he looks exactly. How I would suspect someone who never has done anything like goofy little black helmet. Was, uh, he looks like he ordered everything off Wish. Yeah, Wish, literally. Hey, by the way, I want to tell you something. Uh, you know that that black vest that you were wearing? Oh yeah. So, I'm not lying. There's a show that my wife and I were watching on Netflix last night, and every single person that came out of the SWAT truck is wearing that same vest. Really? I'm not even kidding. That's I laughed awesome. so hard. I was like, Oh my god, I'd I got that on Timu. Laughing. I got that on Timu. But this guy, he was shot and killed during an FBI raid uh, this morning. Uh, he was his name was Craig Robertson, and according to multiple sources and the federal reports of the FBI, confirmed that the raid was related to an investigation into threats he had made against President Joe Biden and others. So he was actually killed in the morning hours at 6:15 inside of his house. They were trying to serve an arrest warrant at his residence, and apparently, I don't know, it, they were doing this because President Biden was actually going to go to Salt Lake City the right. next day. So on his Facebook page, I think he arrived posts, a couple hours after that raid. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I think that's what it said in one of the articles I was reading. He, Oh, he was killed. I don't really know. I I mean, it is what it is. Don't make stupid threats. Sounds like an idiot just raining and raging on Facebook. Yeah. And then the FBI went to go knock, got what a shoot got? out and killed the guy. F-A-F-O. <laughs> that's exactly what that was, right? No. Yeah. yeah I think but did the FBI carry like big steel chairs to like whack <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking like, about? He's actually an older man. Look. That's oh. him. Yeah, no, he's like an older, he's a, he's like an older man. Like it's. So as soon as that hit, I went I to go know. searching for his Facebook profile. Looks like they already yanked it though. Oh really? Yeah. Well, there he is. I got him. He's suited up, prepped, and ready for. I mean, this picture is like the best. That's like one of the greatest. It's a classic W right that there. That is like the. I mean. It's got flashbang pouches on. He's yeah. He's got three flashbang pouches on. His gloves. I mean, he is prepped and ready for battle. All black. What does it say? Infidel. It actually does say infidel strong on his, on his, oh God, Good people him. like this. He has no idea what he's even talking. I, I, oh my God, whatever. Did you guys know that the Wagners are actually pushed out of Belarus is what I'm saying? I was use quote unquote air quotes there kind of, kind of harshly because I don't know how true that is. You were stating that you think it just went up to that gap. Yeah. So, I mean, the rumor was, was that the Wagner troops were training the Belarusians to go and start pushing towards and taking that gap, the Skorsky mm-hmm. gap. And it kind of makes me wonder with all the movement from those NATO countries up over there in the north, if Belarus was like, oh, shit, we don't like that. And then ended up kicking, <laughs> kicking Wagner out because the Belarus knows they get their butts put, you know, kicked. Butts pushed in. I, I was going to say poop pushed in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Poop, poop pushed in. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I think I think uh, from what I saw, it seemed like they're actually sending down some down to Libya, some down to Syria. So they're going back to doing their African rotations and Syrian rotations. Yeah. What is what I'm seeing. I don't know how true that is. They're they are keeping a couple back to actually. Did you see that train. article about the uh, Russian guy that was talking about? Oh, like, we'll just take Wagner troops and throw them against U.S. forces in Syria now. I, yeah, actually, I did. Yes. Yeah. And I was listening to them talk about how uh, they wanted to try to get the Americans to do something in Syria so they can spur some. I was literally just yesterday looking at that, like reading over the original firefight that took place between CAG, SF, a couple Army Rangers. And I want to say it was like the 82nd or somebody was on ground, like doing more support or something in there as well. And like how that whole battle unfolded. And like. It looked like Wagner actually had a couple tanks and they were pushing towards like the Delta compound that was filled with Rangers and they deconflicted the airspace with Russia and Russia was like, oh, nope, that's not us. Not us at all. Have fun. So they deconflicted the airspace and then allowed Apache after Apache to come in and just blew them all to hell. Just leveled the whole place. What year was this? It wasn't that long ago. I talking know, what, like two, know? two, three years ago. I so this is... This is what that, that crazy guy on Russian State TV is actually claiming. I have a clip of him. If you want to share the clip, we can. But a lot of people aren't going to hear it because I'm on podcast. And he's just talking about the fact that they want the Russians to spur something up inside of Syria to get the Americans involved. That's like the number one thing that they're really wanting is to try to get the Americans involved in that conflict so then they can actually do something inside of Ukraine as well. I don't think the, Ukra- I don't think the Russians really know. I think it's more like what the the Japanese did back in the forties when they, they poked the bear and they, they, they F around and they, they F O that was F A F O would F A F O. They found out actually, you know what? Today is actually the anniversary of us dropping that bomb. By the way. Oh, happy anniversary. Yeah, Japan. Ha- happy anniversary Japan. And I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you could forgive us for dropping. Oh, that's not one. sensitive too soon. Is it, is it ever too, too soon, soon for nuke? I, I don't know. know. So I actually, so it's funny is when I was on Guggen, I was, I created a bait called the nuke punch. Did you know the original name I wanted to call was Hiroshima? <laughs> they thought it was too culturally, culturally insensitive to name it that. And I thought, it, I was like, man, this is pretty good. It punches through stuff. It blows up when it gets out. I thought it was like, yeah, it just takes a yeah. But they didn't like it. So we ended up going with Nuke, which is kind of the same, I guess. Now, speaking about Wagner up inside that, that nor- I mean, what do you call it? The northwest portion of that country. There is absolutely zero chance I see them ever getting in some sort of conflict with either one of those countries. I'm just going to throw that out there. No, I do. I do know that each one of the countries that are inside that area, Poland being one of them, has been shoving more men up into that area over the last 24 to 48 hours as well. They just keep like pushing more men up into there. Nothing's going to come of it. And if anything does come of it, I hope I'm I hope I'm hope I'm not wrong here. But there's I don't think there's a very slim chance that that is even the remote possibility of Mm -hmm. happening. Yeah, I don't think there's zero chance. So, no, I think Poland did the right. I, I think Poland made the right call. I mean, there was. I don't know if you want to call it credible intel. You know what I'm saying? But there was definitely intel coming out that said that Wagner was planning on doing such. And all that intel was, was the new troops that were signing on to Wagner had to essentially say that they were willing to go to war with the NATO states over there. Yeah, this was just this morning. Poland just deployed more troops onto the border. And Russia is now, for some reason, strengthening its forces on its western borders, which doesn't really, that shouldn't even been any news because that really doesn't matter. But yeah, Poland's been pushing more people over there. Yeah, and there was a uh, there was a big explosion inside of Russia. By the way, I, I can't really tell entirely what it is. They claim it's another ammunition depot, which I would assume is probably the case because of the explosion. You guys can see right here. Look how big this thing is. They basically are making 
their own version of what is that movie we just had launcher Oppenheimer. This is a better looking explosion than what I saw on that Oppenheimer. And this is literally in inside of Moscow, like right outside of Moscow. They think it's the Iskander ballistic missile factory or one of them. Ooh, that's a good one. Which I don't know how they for sure can, can confirm this. I can't confirm this or deny this, but I'm just saying that is, if that's the case, I don't know who is working behind the lines doing this kind of work, but God bless. Keep at it. This is, that's kind of big. So there's that. So I'm, I'm actually going to bounce back into something about that just actually got released here not too long ago. Um, it was today, but it's, it's the oversight committee, I guess. Uh, here in America, there's been a lot of people that have been talking about the Biden administration and everything else. But this guy, James Comer, coming out of uh, Kentucky, had, they, they released mm. a the bank records memorandum detailing new information obtained inside the committee's investigation to the Biden family's influence, and they're calling it the peddling schemes. This memorandum outlines how the Bidens and their businesses are actually associated with receiving millions from oligarchs inside of Russia, Kazakhstan, and Ukraine during Biden's vice presidency. So not what he's doing right now, but prior. And Hunter Biden actually received millions of dollars inside of payments. And at the time, then uh, Vice President Joe Biden dined with his son's foreign associates inside of D.C., I guess Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's former business partner, who yep. has now just recently testified that the then Vice President Joe Biden was the brand, and these quotation marks here, that sold to enrich the Biden family and was used to send signals of access, power, and influence. And you guys can actually see this. This is directly from a government website, just so and you guys are aware. They, they tried to throw Devin Archer in jail this weekend. Like, I, he was scheduled to testify really? on Monday. They tried to throw him in jail. And, yeah, they issued a arrest warrant on Saturday telling him to turn himself in before he was scheduled to testify. And he ended up testifying anyways. And the interesting thing, like, the most interesting thing about Devin Archer's testimony was the fact that he said that, no, Biden 100% took part in at least 20 meetings that he could think of. Wow. At least 20 meetings where Hunter would take him, put him on the phone and be like, here's my leverage. Here's my dad. And he was using his dad as a leverage in order to get those contracts. Well, now this is saying the committee is not, they have now identified over $20 million in payments from foreign sources to the Biden family and their, or excuse me, their business associates. I'm not saying or telling you guys this because I'm like trying to ruin the Biden's image or whatever. I, I don't really care. This is crazy. Like this should be like spread all over the news. I have no idea why no one is really even talking about this. I would assume if I were to go on a Fox, you know what? I'm actually going to do it right now. If I went to Fox, you know what? I'm Fox actually, Fox is probably dumping all Fox over. is probably dumping all over it. But I mean, if I were to go to CNN, are they even talking about this? That's, that's huge. Is that not, is that not crazy? Oh yeah. It's the first thing rips, uh, GOP Biden probe after release of explosive bank records. This is, that's crazy that this was actually for one, Brought up. I wonder, do you guys, I mean, do you really think that it's brought up over there on CNN? I mean, it's it, it could be, to be honest. Like, CNN's actually starting to get kind of tired of all the uh, this crap as well. Really? Yeah. Well, the, the, another top thing is six people dead inside the Maui wildfires. And then Trump argues he should be allowed to discuss classified evidence at home. God. So, no, you're actually incorrect. There's not a single bit on here about that. See, and I didn't even find this from any right or left side thing. This is actually something I just found while searching for stuff for this podcast. Um, I just popped up talking about Ukraine. But how Heiner Biden and Devin Archer also used what is it, Seneca's entities to bring in millions from oligarchs inside of Europe and Asia. 
These were accounts that were normally tied to Devin Archer himself, but they used this Rosemont Seneca branding, which apparently is a part of what Hunter Biden was a part of, that they were getting incremental payments originating from foreign sources attempting to hide the source and si- uh, seize the payments, or the source and size of the payments. There you go. Well, I do have one from CNN. They are reporting on it. It's just under their politics section. They didn't throw it on the front page. Oh, it's not on the front page? What yeah. did they say? So they actually put it inside the politics area? Yeah. House See, Oversight this, this, GOP this claims be on the they don't need to find direct payments the, to Joe Biden. This should just be on the main page. It really should be just be on the main. Hey, guys. Uh, the reason why I'm saying this is because if our government, it shouldn't matter what side, if you're on the right end or the left, if it's this corrupt, it should be blatantly thrown out there. Hey, look. Uh, so CNN changed it, though. House Oversight Republicans laid out intention to accuse President Biden of corruption, even without direct evidence that he financially benefited from Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. A clear shift in their strategy that they said was launched to investigate the president. A new strategy is highlighted in a memo released by the committee on Wednesday. So what they're doing is they're saying they don't have direct evidence because it's all going into his family. And they're saying that it's I can I haven't even read this article. I could probably tell you what it already says. It's Archer claiming no direct evidence. It's just Archer claiming that Biden took place on those calls, and they're all shell companies of Biden's family. That should be plenty, though. Should it not? It lo- yeah, it looks shady as hell. Well, I don't know. And, uh, and testimony, I, direct testimony, is used to accuse people all the time in this country. No, hundred percent. All I mean, the time. They, they they get they they convict people of murder without even having a murder weapon into a body at times. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit easier to convict, I would think. But here they're talking about here: a Ukrainian oligarch placed Archer and Biden on the Burisma board of directors and agreed to pay them a million dollars each year, which I think a lot of people knew about this, but this is one of the things that they are talking about. A lot of this stuff happened in 2014. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this happened in 2014 that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. How did this even, how did this even get brought up now? I don't even, wow, they even, look <laughs> at all these. That's a long story. Wow, first bank records memorandum, second one, and this is the third one. This is how much I don't care about the Biden administration and or really just American politics. I try to stay away from it. But this kind of stuff is just disgusting, to be honest with you. You want my own opinion? I think they're all crooked as hell. What, the American politicians? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. 100%. If they weren't, they, <laughs> there's there's absolutely no... Okay, so here's a good question. So someone that is making... I don't even know how much they make. It was like a quarter million a year. I did I did I know this at one point. Like, when they're really high up. I mean, what I is, say what, it's, for the president, it's like 210K no, no, a year. No. What is the average salary of a congressman? There we go. Just first one to pull, pull up. Uh, one hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars. Okay, so that's he started. There we go. One hundred seventy-four thousand dollars. So how do some of these guys and gals work for this long and become so extremely wealthy? Uh, stock trading. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's if, their if family. It, so yeah, they they <laughs> have their husband and or wife yeah, trade stocks, and it's not illegal. You you, you make one hundred seventy-four thousand dollars. It's a lot of money every single year, but you should not be worth. At, at the end of your 10-year term, you should not be worth $15 million somehow, unless you were a businessman prior and or done some stuff prior. I, that's that's it. I, I, I just, that's, God, American politics just makes me just cringe just thinking about it. But this is this is kind of one of the things, I guess, am I going to follow it past here? No, because I honestly don't think anything's going to come of it. Just kind of like they released that, the uh, <laughs> the cocaine they found inside the White House was, they, they said that it came from an inner circle of the family. And it's destroyed now. <laughs> they can't say who it is. And that, that hilarious video of, of his son coming out. Have you seen it where he wipes his face off like this? So he's like <laughs> taking a deep breath. The worst part about it is, is we all knows who it is. Everybody knows who, who's it is. But 
He's doing it, and his, his kids are sitting right there. And you're like, God, what a, what a, just, you're just not a good human being to be doing that around your kids. Go, go to like, yeah, I, we know you got like a back house in the White House. Go back there and party. <laughs> I think know? it just fell out of his pocket. It is what like, it is. I think he was partying in the back, and it just fell out of his pocket. And he probably didn't realize it until he went to another meeting. He was like, oh, where's my stash? I just, I don't That's care. actually probably how they found it. You Hunter was like, uh, I think I left my stash somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. I have no idea. All right, guys. So speaking of history, economics, and everything else here inside of America, great literature. Now, the meaning of the USS Constitution is probably you guys, I don't know, you guys studied this thing back inside of school, or maybe you didn't. I don't know. Who knows? Even if you guys did, and, and maybe it's time for a little bit of a refresher, time and technology have changed. A lot of things have changed, and, well, they're not as basic as they used to be. The fundamental truths and the word about our place that we live in, well, that's something that you guys probably should keep tabs on as well. I'm sure you guys do live a busy life like we all do. And because of that, you guys might not be thinking to yourself, hey, I don't have the time to learn something new, but time is actually all you have. And you guys should use as much of it as you possibly can to discover things that make you better and help you guys know what is best. Since 1844, and yes, I said that correctly, 1844, Hillsdale College has been providing an education in faith, freedom, and character because they believe in virtuous citizen and defense for liberty. That's why they've taken some of the core classes they teach on campus and made them available for free online for anyone who wants to learn. That's right, I said for free. Now, the U.S. Constitution, C.S. Lewis, the Book of Genesis, World War II, and Aristotle, free economics, or free market economics, excuse me, are any of these things sounding somewhat interesting to you? World War II is like my thing. And if they are, you guys need to, well, I don't know, maybe go check out Hillsdale College because they're going to be your guys' guide. They have over 3 million people that have taken Hillsdale College's online courses. They'll be linked at the very top of the description. Go check them out. There are 39 free courses to choose from. They're easy to follow. They're self-paced. So you guys can start whenever you guys want. In fact, you guys can start right now. It's everything you guys need all inside of one place with no long-term commitment. Learn when and where you guys want. Enroll now in Hillsdale's Not For Credit Online Course Program. It's free. It's fun. And it will change the way you understand your country, the world you live in, and the place you reside. So go right now to hillsdale.edu slash rob to enroll. There's no cost. It's easy to get started. So that's hillsdale.edu.com forward slash rob to enroll. Check it out. So we talked about this last week that the Russians were starting to push down from the northern side of Kupiansk. Now it's actually been put out that the mayor, I guess you would say the mayor of that area, is now telling the citizens to start pulling back out of this area because of the threat of the Russians could be pushing down and, and he actually brought it up before we had started that he believes that there's a larger force there than what is being stated. Yeah, oh yeah. That, that he believes there's an actual pretty large force where you guys got to remember as well. Kupiansk was a mega logistical hub. So he's going to, she's going to screen share a map for you guys. So you guys can see what I'm talking about the area I'm looking at. Now this, this area was like the legitimate hub for the Northern portion of the country. Everything spiraled off of there, literally everything like for the Russians. They got their teeth kicked in for a while. This ground has been held for the, by the Ukrainians for, I would say roughly six months now. Nothing's really moved all up in this area. I personally thought at the time, like I'm not kidding guys. I thought they were going to be able to push them all the way back into the Russian area. And they were going to control that main route that leads in. I, I, of course, I don't know why that didn't happen. Probably more than likely it's because of everything that was going on inside of Bakhmut. They had to keep all the men down inside of the area so they can actually hold it. Which, by the way, they have taken a very small sliver of area down inside of Bakhmut, but they're not really doing too much. As you guys, well, they haven't actually seen yet. We haven't, we haven't, uh, we started that video. We never actually finished it because we're going to redo one? it. I was going to talk about the trench warfare that we were seeing inside of Bakhmut. We actually need to do that video. Did you pull all the, the footage? Oh, I have an actual 20-minute uh, assault. 
Do you? Okay. Yeah, so we, we, need, we need to save that. So we have him and I are going to be doing a combat action reaction. Uh, excuse me, combat reaction video for you guys. We watched a little bit of, of it and I wanted to make sure it was actually long enough for you guys. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, the footage I'm seeing coming out of Bakhmut in the trenches, gives it literally gives you goosebumps. It is absolutely insane. I saw another one where someone like played Peter Rabbit. It was actually today where a Russian couldn't, he had no idea if it was reinforcements coming or the Ukrainians coming. So he mm -hmm. poked his head up for like a second, found out real quick. It was Ukrainians and not Russians like real quick. Mm -hmm. He, he faffoed real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he, he found out really fast. That was not his buddies. So, um, but anyway, you want to, you want to, you want to touch on your piece. How many men do you actually think are on that Northern piece that could be pushing down and why would they want to take the Northern portion of the country? It's because of lack of, Ukrainians that could possibly be holding this area, holding this line? No, I think it's because Ukraine's doing a lot more pushes in the south, and Kupiansk, like you said, is a major hub, and mm. that if Ukraine's got a limited combat capability, right, they've got limited troops, and they want to prevent them from going and taking Crimea and cutting off that land bridge, they're going to do something that's going to cause them to divert more troops. So get them to commit troops somewhere else. Kind of make sense? Yeah. No, so that actually, as opposed from fighting them there, why not go up to the north where they're a little bit weaker? So that 100,000 troops, I did a little bit of research, and it looks like that 100,000 troops that was kind of staged over in the east to the north of, uh, uh, God dang. God, we just we just said it. Having a TBI moment. Kubians? No. Who's this? Uh -huh. Big, big, big city. They're fighting over it right now. Bakhmut? Yeah, Bakhmut. Okay. Yeah, Bakhmut. So the 100,000 troops that were up to the north of Bakhmut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's like their little logistical hub to where they have troops coming in, doing a little bit of training, and then kind of disperse them from there and send them down. I was like, watch, because they're probably going to take them and send them up north and start pushing down towards Kupiansk in order to draw troops away, and that's exactly what they're doing. If we go over to the Deep State map and we look at it, Deep State actually shows that the line really hasn't moved that much. But you go over to ISW site, right, and you go check out the Institute of Study for War, over on their site, it actually shows that they moved about three kilometers down into the south towards Kupiansk. So here we're pulling up the map on my screen right now. I'm kind of circling around Kupiansk so you guys see where that's at. And if we look at where this current line is being traced at, that red line where those Russian troops are at, that's what Deep State's showing where they're at. In all actuality, right, what we're seeing from uh, ISW site is that they've actually moved all the way down here into this green pasture. So it looks like they pushed out hit this river line right here, and then they're kind of out in this open area. Now, here's the crazy part. They've moved probably about three kilometers down into the south, moving towards Kupiansk. So they're out in the middle of this open area. And if they want to take Kupiansk, if we scroll up just a little bit, because they're out here pretty much where all the screen's at, that's where they're at. If they want to take Kupiansk, they're going to end up going down here into this town, Kuchirvka, Kuchirivka, bah. Got your pronunciation going yeah, on today. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. So they're going to end up having to take this town. And if you look, there's this big creek slash river that's running down uh, just due south right through here. And they've likely kind of just pushed south until they hit that and they're holding up for the night. So tomorrow, what I'm expecting to see is them to go down and, and conduct an assault on this city in order to stage for an assault on Kupiansk. Like you said, that mayor had gone off and he said, hey, look, everybody needs to get the hell out of here. You know, it's time to evacuate. The shelling is so close to Kupiansk. I think when you were gone, I did a video on it. The shelling is so close to Kupiansk that they're able to watch it, like from downtown. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're downtown, and they were watching the shelling taking place when they were 10 clicks out. Now they're about six and a half to seven kilometers out, estimated, right? Six and a half to seven kilometers out from Kupiansk, and they're about to take this major city that's, if I measure this thing out, like I said, I think they'll end up taking this tomorrow. I hope I'm wrong. Tomorrow. It is a total, yeah. 
It is a total of two kilometers, about one mile away from downtown Kupiansk. And they are on a direct path straight into that town. And it's about the same about the same size on the map. Tomorrow. Yeah, I think they're going to take this town. I think they're going to be within about two kilometers of Kupiansk tomorrow. Okay. Well, that would make a little bit more sense why he was literally telling his people to get, get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not funny. It's just, God, I, I don't, I, I, I want the Ukrainians to push through and just absolutely plow them down in the south. I really do. But I don't, do you think, do you think they're starting to switch their operations and actually, so you know what the south, maybe not, maybe, maybe it's not our area. Maybe, maybe the southern portion of this country is just too difficult to actually push that so we don't have the right resources to do it. Which I know, hey, by the way, did you see, and I've, I know this is me going off track, but it just the stop process just reminded me, the new Abrams came out. Mm-hmm. You seen the new Abrams? You see pictures of those yeah. things? They're crazy looking. The Abrams? Yeah. Like the new ones that we have. Um, version, I'm not going to say version two, but like the, have you seen, have you saw the release of them? Yeah. So I guess today or yesterday as well, they're now just starting to receive Abrams inside of Ukraine. Correct. So if they're starting to receive the Abrams inside of Ukraine, is that going to make any sort of difference in the region I was just talking about, the southern region? Because I also don't know how many it was. They didn't, they didn't give me a, a solid number. I'm actually going to look that up. I never even got a solid number as to how so many Abrams. It's, it's not the tank that really makes the difference. It's the, tar- it's the upgraded targeting system and stuff like that that we have inside of it. And all that technology is kind of kept. I would highly, highly doubt that we gave them all the up-to-date targeting systems mm-hmm. and whatnot that we use inside those tanks. I'm not a 19, what is it, 19 kilo? kilo is it yeah. tankers? Yeah, no, I was never a tanker. I don't know shit about tanks, but I do know that those targeting systems that we have that were like really up to date, they don't want that shit to fall into Russian hands, what we're using. So the likelihood of them giving that tech to them, which makes the ultimate difference. 31. Right. So how many, the question is 30, 31 tanks only, how many is that? Four? Let's think about this for one second. So platoons got six, right? Sure. Six, right? I, I think four. Oh, Six. Six oh, no, it's, no it's, it's his four. I'm sorry, it is four. No, yeah. no, it's not. Squad leader, platoon leader. Yeah, it's six. Each 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 platoon will have six. Correct? It's six. Each each platoon has six. It's got to have six. Uh, no. Dude, it's got to be six. You're talking LT's got his own, right? If it's set up like a Bradley, it's got to be the same, correct? There's six in a platoon for a Bradley. There's four. No, there's four. Four tanks in a platoon. I was right. God, am I an idiot? I'm an idiot. The tank platoons, each consisting of four M1A1 tanks. Damn, I thought it was six. Okay, so we got four, so 12, 14. So you got 14. Now you probably have 16 in a company, don't you? Yeah. Because you got the XO has got one, right? Yeah, we'll call it one company okay, for yeah, 16. 16. So they only got two companies worth of tanks. Yeah, that's, not, that's not even enough to fill it. That's, uh, that's literally enough to fill I half mean, of a battalion. I mean, it's enough to shove on a battlefield at Kupiansk. You know what I mean? You could, I mean... Yeah, why would make they want a big difference. We're talking about in the southern portion of the country. That's probably where they need them the most, right? I mean, I would think they want to hold their freaking terrain because, like, if you take Kupiansk and you start moving towards Kharkiv, and you take Kharkiv, now you start moving down towards Kiev. They've got to stop them. I, you know, I also, don't, I also don't think they have the ability to right now, the Ukrainians. I think they're going to have a problem with uh, um, logistical supplies on maintaining these things and keeping them running with the amount of fuel that they take just to run a tank mm-hmm. or run these tanks. That, that is Five gallons of JP-8 just to start it. Just to start it, yeah. Just to start it. I don't know if a lot of people realize how how I mean they got a legit jet engine in the back of this thing. I don't know how much how much fuel it takes to to get it ripping and running, but it's we in the mil, in our military we literally have a giant fuel truck that follows these things around, like a mega sized fuel truck just to keep these things filled up. <laughs> I don't know. So I was once told, and I 
I mean, I guess they've been filling up their own tanks, but I, I think ours probably chew through more fuel. So the M1 Abrams takes 504 gallons of fuel or almost 2,000 liters, 1,909 liters. It's got a 265-mile range. Cross-country, you're looking between 93 to 124 miles, so about 100-mile range. Okay. Cross-country in an Abrams, 100-mile range. I, I got told once upon a time it was 50 miles. I think maybe they improved it, but, yeah, but 100-mile range on an Abrams. So it goes through 500 gallons of fuel and 100 miles. That's, that's insane. That really is crazy if you think about it. That's nuts. 500 gallons of fuel in 100 that miles. Can't, that can't be right, dude. <laughs> 500, 500 gallons of fuel in 100 miles? That can't be right. That's, I mean, that's what it's saying right now. Fuel capacity, 504 U.S. gallons. Yep. <laughs> yep. So that's, that is correct. Oh, yeah. That, it takes five gallons to start the damn thing. Okay, well, maybe they will have. I mean, they got to have all those logistical pieces figured out when these things get in the country anyway. I, but the thing is, it, they're going to get 31, and we already know 31 men doesn't even complete a battalion. 31 is like two companies worth. These men are going to be trained. They're going to keep five for parts. They're going to, I was about to say, where are they going to get to keep, keep the parts at? How far are the tanks going to be away from these parts? What portion they're going to do? Are they going to be sent to? Are they going to stick them all in one area? Are they going to be too scared to stick them in an area because they don't want to? They don't want to lose them and put them on the news that oh my god, the Arabs have been destroyed by Russians. Yeah, there's like so so many so many factors, and that's I, I, you know what the God just it's just going to make me irritated because I'm going to go back to what I I talk about all the time. We aren't giving them enough. So I did, I did a uh, a freaking TikTok video the other day, and it pissed off a lot of people. And I'm just going to go ahead and state it here as well. 60,000 troops Ukraine had committed towards the offensive. And I remember when I was doing the research for that, that street interview that we did, it came out to right around 50,000 square miles that Russia currently controls inside of Ukraine, mm -hmm. plus or minus 50,000, right? Generally speaking, right around 50,000 square miles. Ukraine has 60,000 trained troops that they're able to commit towards this counteroffensive. That's a little more than one troop per square mile that Ukraine has. One troop per square mile? A little bit more. They have 60,000 troops that they had trained for the offensive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Russia controls 50,000 square miles. Now, are you trying to say this is a good thing or a bad thing? No, that's horrible. It seems like very, okay. I was about that's, to say that's that horrible. Like and that's, and that's when I try to put okay. that, again, when I try to put that in perspective for people, no, that's right? And the amount of terrain that they have to clear and how long it's going to take. Very small numbers. I throw that out there and I'm like, look. And I would assume they probably need like 250,000 that i mean then you're just looking at in order to take million. it on and when people are asking like why is this taking so long why is it taking so long like 30 abrams tanks doesn't put a dent in that terrain well we're, we're talking about the, the u.s has i'm seeing two different numbers i see 4800 in total sounds right but 3700 of them are currently sitting inside of storage mm -hmm. 3700 is sitting in storage so think about it we gave them one not even what one point i don't even know one percent that's not even one percent that's not even 1%. I think, you know what I think? I think, so I just saw that Biden was asking for, it's rumored right now that tomorrow on Thursday, Biden's going to be asking for more financial aid to go over to Ukraine, like more financial military aid to go to Ukraine. Unconfirmed, but Biden tomorrow should be asking for more of that. I think the Jeez. reason we're seeing like such these small numbers being kind of like piddled out over there has to do with like that major shift in the U.S.'s view like the average citizen, what was it? Over 50% of Americans no longer support it? Uh, God, I think it, no, I think it's 55%. So, I think it was 55% uh, no longer support. For it's over. It's the majority, the, the majority of Americans. And so when that becomes that talking point next year, 
for the primaries. It's not even next year, dude. It's this October, November. Literally is when it starts. Yeah. It's like going to start. No, it's one year prior. Oh, yeah. So we, we're literally going to be doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's this year. No, it's this year. This oh, October, yeah. November. Dang, no, time moves no, fast. We're, we're talking like, I don't know what month are we in? I August? We're, we're like three months away from this stuff. Yeah. So welcome to politics. I think because of the politics that's going into this election, we're going to start having them start playing that off a little bit. You know what I mean? So when you so you think that he's going to be asking for? I think Biden's going to be much? trying to get as much crap out as he can. Oh. I think Biden's going to be trying to get as much stuff out as he can. But I think these new U.S. politicians that are going to start coming into this race are going to start downplaying it. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm not. I don't. I'm, I don't really want Trump to win myself. I, but I'd rather personally have DeSantis win somebody new. But Trump's winning by like I think nine points over the last. Oh, it's stupid. Last thing, which is which is crazy to me if you guys think about that. That guy is somehow still leading the polls. And they keep indicting him with random stuff. Every time they throw another charge at him, just, his it, rating it, goes it, up. It just goes, it's the craziest thing ever to me. Don't even know how that is. But I guess if you go back go back to what you're talking about with Biden, if he's going to be coming and he's going to throw a bunch of, I don't know, darts at the wall, I guess the best way to see what you are. I, I don't even like the word darts. Something sticky to see what it would actually say. How, how, how many tanks? If he were to throw in tanks at this battle, it's going to take, I'm going to go on a limb and say it's not 31. I don't even think it's 200. I don't think it's 300. I think it's closer to like 500 plus. Mm-hmm. I think it's some somewhere like those kind of real numbers to actually do something. That's what we real. should supply. Something real. I know that sounds crazy. But where is Ukraine going to get 500? 500 tank crews, which tank crews, what's three guys? Mm-hmm. Correct? Yep. No. Three, yes. No. TC, um, loader, driver, gunner. Four. There's four guys in. I it? think it's four. See, this is why me and you were, were. Me and him are stuck walking around on the ground, and these tanks would be driving around doing stupid shit around us. We're like these motherfuckers. Tankers, you motherfuckers, you guys would hang out, be cold, kick your engines on, waste that five gallons of fuel just to heat yourself up. Mm-hmm. Me and his dumbass would be just fuck holy shit. Abrams tech. Dang, dude, I'm two for two today. Damn it, it's four. Damn, a commander, driver, gunner, okay, an ammunition loader. Damn. You are two for two. I can't believe you're so good at knowledge, or your knowledge is so good on these. It's uh, just stupid stuff, man. God. Yeah, so I don't think even if we threw 200 at them, it's 2, men. they're going to come up with an extra. I mean, I suppose I could find an extra 1,000 troops It's two thousand in order to fill it. That'd be 2,000. Oh, yeah. It'd yeah. be 2,000. Yeah, four times five, we got 2,000. It'd be 2,000 troops. But I don't even know, like, I don't even, that, that, that brings you down the path is how long is a 19, is 19 kilos, um, training, training, yeah, months, I don't even know, that's, that's the other thing, months, 15 weeks after base, months, 15 weeks, guys, that's how long it takes just to do, just to become a basic brand new private in a tank company. Right there. 15 weeks after basic training. I mean, they'll probably get the abbreviated version. If they end up doing it, they'll probably get the abbreviated version. Damn. But what we're going to give them, I think, even let's say we did throw yeah, the... Abbreviated just means, like, death. <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, it really does. You think yeah. about it? Yeah. So let's say, let's, let's say best case scenario, we throw, you know, 500 tanks at them. Right? Best case scenario, we throw 500 tanks at them. Tell them, tell them good luck. Go, go get it. I even think at that point, I don't even, I don't even know if like logistically Ukraine can support an additional 500 tanks. I don't even know if, if the international community is going to be able to supply the amount of rounds that those tanks are going to be shooting right now. 
Do you know what I mean? Because I mean, I they're going to be going we, through we, a ton. We, we so. could, but I don't think we're willing to do that. We're not willing to. I mean, we would have to ramp up. So, uh, we would have to ramp up mass production of like for two hundred tanks. I just don't. I cranking said, out. I said five hundred. You said two hundred. Cranking 200. out a big I ass like, assault. I, I, I just don't, I, even if they ten x the amount of tanks they got, I just don't think it's going to do any damage. I really don't. I. Oh I man, think, I think it'll be enough to like kind of hold their line and keep that stalemate going. I stick by it, man. I, I said it before and I'll say it again. I think what's going to end up happening is we're going to have a DMZ type situation like North and South Korea. I, I As much as Ukrainians' hearts are in the right place, they're never going to want to, you know, subside to Russia. They, they're never going to accept Russian control over their territory. Even if Russia overruns all of Ukraine, they're never going to be okay with it. There'll be a massive insurgency that Russia's going to be dealing with it. Russia doesn't want to deal with that shit. Yeah. And I think what's going to end up being the crux here is the fact that the U.S. population is losing support, that they're losing support for this country, that they're, they're tired of it. They, they think that that money needs to be better spent here at home. That's going to be that bargaining chip. That's going to be it. The new president's going to come in and he's going to say, we're going to stop supporting Ukraine. They're going to run on it. Or not. I, I think, I mean, we're not. Watch. They're going to run on it. Probably, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, mm, they're gonna run on it. Right You're gonna have the Republicans yeah. pushing it like crazy because it's been Biden's policy pushing all this going over there. And I, and I hate beating up politics, but it, it's absolutely, it matters in this war. Like the U.S. election matters in this war, because if the Republicans, which are likely to win, because America is just kind of fed up yeah. in general, in my opinion, I think the Republicans are likely to win, and they're going to be riding against Biden's policies. And this is one of his big policies and standpoints that he's been doing is supporting Ukraine. If a Republican gets in office, one of the first things they're going to look at doing is cutting support for Ukraine. And if they do that, it's going to bring that that bargaining to the table because Ukraine's going to, like Ukraine can't keep this up without U.S. support. They can't. I mean, I think the EU will be able to pick up a ton, and maybe no, they'll try. It's not going to happen. But we will broker a deal. I That's promise you that. We, 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 I think I think America's taken up like. 90% of the funding for this war currently or some crazy number. Yeah, I think Ukraine has about a year to gain some serious terrain, whatever they don't hold after this next year. It's, it's going to be written off. They got like two months left of offensive time, I guess you would say, maybe before winter starts just deteriorating everything. Right. And when you start deteriorating. And with that perspective, two months, what are they going to be able to take in two months? Even know. if we send them I, 500 I, tanks today, I, they're not going to be able to. F- I saw them do some crazy stuff in two month period. Sure. But they really had the Russians But the, this is a different was, fight now. Yeah. This is a different fight. And anybody that looks at it from that perspective and goes, well, look at all the terrain Ukraine's taken back. They've taken back 80% of the terrain that, you know, Russia had originally taken. But what did they it, take it it's back a different, the six months? It's a different fight now because wow. of the, the front line that's been put in place. It's a totally different fight. And so to say that Ukraine's going to be able to take that in the next two months before the next fighting season kicks off, for lack of better terms, Right. I mean, that's what we... Russia is only going to dig in deeper, knowing that that's coming. Once those politicians start talking, that 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 time clock is it's it's ticking, it's ticking. But I mean, is this really would 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 you count this as a win for the Russians? No. Why not? They didn't take Ukraine. They didn't really take anything. They didn't. I mean, what did they? They didn't really. That's not like. That's what I'm saying. I just don't. I don't know. You look, you look at him, and like to them, they should be taking the entire country, which we know. They invaded another country, the international community, just through munitions at, and funding at Ukraine, and hasn't really done shit to Russia. No, other we haven't done, we have done anything really when it comes to Russians. Stole some boats from some oligarchs. Yeah, actually, I saw I Crashed saw one of the, the planes up bit. in uh, in uh, Canada. I, I did. I get to see one of the planes in Canada. I flew into there, just chilling by itself. Mm-hmm. 
but that's pretty much it. Well, all right. Well, I guess we'll we'll tune back in and see if if Kupiansk falls tomorrow. I hope it doesn't. Maybe maybe things will turn back around. I don't think Kupiansk is going to fall tomorrow. I think that city just to the east of it's going to fall. Just okay. I think the city just to the east of it's probably going to fall, and then they're going to hold it basically hold it hostage, just counting on those Ukrainian troops to start moving moving north and drawing them away. Okay. Well, check back in. Love you guys. We're out. <laughs>